Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! I'm gonna crawl, fuck you. <laughs> Couldn't think of an imaginative song this week. Anyone know any, any songs that have crawl in them? Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, anyway. I would admit that is the best you could have done. <laughs> I thought about singing the for, uh, the song Quest from Don Quixote, but I thought better of it. <laughs> anyway, you hello. Should have done something about starfish because that's what the thing looked like. Do you know a song about starfish? <laughs> Well, starfish, you'd be looking at bladed up starfish that look like fidget spinners. It's a fantasy oh, it world. Does look like a fidget spinner. I didn't even make the connection. Hello, welcome to Spoiler Film Film Conversation. Hooray. I am Richard, and my band of merry uh, adventurers are Anthony. Hello. Jamie. I turned myself into a goose. An ugly goose. Fat, ugly goose. Fat, ugly, bitch, goose. goose. Uh, and Abby. Hello. Good, good, good. good. Um, your quest, if you choose to accept it, and you are accepting it, no. is to talk about the film Crawl with me, starting now. Jamie, you picked it, so you can fill in the blanks as to who... It's not blanks, is it? Just tell people who made it and dob in the people who acted in it and so forth. <laughs> yeah, Crawl from 1983. Uh, directed by Peter Yates, written by Stanford Sherman. Uh, it stars Ken Marshall, Lisette Anthony, Freddie Jones, Francesca Annis, Alan Armstrong, which I wasn't expecting, uh, a very young Liam Neeson, and a very young Robbie Coltrane, and a very, very young Todd Carty, which really, uh, like, EastEnders, right? That's what he yeah. was in? Mm. Yeah, 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 there you go. Um, yeah, it's like a who's who of British, uh, mostly TV and stage actors. Um, it is from 1983. I can't remember if I said that already. You did, yeah. Well, I said it again. Uh, a prince and a fellowship of companions set out to rescue his bride from a fortress of alien invaders who have ri- arrived on their home planet, Krull, per IMDb. Ooh. In my memory, I thought that Krull was maybe the name for that weapon or the bad guy well, or something, but no, it's the yeah, planet they're on. It's weird when you, cons- when you think about that, because it means that it is literally just, here's a thing that happened on the planet Krull, and the story is called Krull. I said before we started recording, it's it's basically any story or film set on Earth, it's like calling it Earth. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a TV show, Earth 2, but at least that's about a second Earth being sorted yeah, out. Yeah, that's the thing, though. That's the, that's the point of the show. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe there could be a show called Krull 2. But re-establishing a second crawl. The 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 piece of information about the heroes of this is that the king and his wife will have a child that will rule the universe. So presumably uh, that that's the, happened then. Not the universe, the galaxy, which, which is ga- a oh, the cons- galaxy with crawling. It's <laughs> which is a 
somewhat conspicuous nod to uh, what this film is clearly trying to capitalize on. Are you saying uh, old uh, Star Wars or something? Is that, yeah, that, maybe, hmm. maybe, possibly. Well, to be honest, it's more of that. Well, it's you, don't, you didn't see any Star Wars similarities in this? I mean, I wasn't expecting any sci-fi, so I suppose you could argue that they probably inserted the sci-fi for that reason, maybe. And the laser... Um... Some swords or oh, weapons. Or some... lasers. Yeah. Lasers and a bit of space bollocks, but not much, is it? I don't think, or at least not that I remember, none of the, uh, like, grunts that get killed in any of the Star Wars films make the same horrible, annoying noise over and over again. Or spill out of their helmets and disappear into I the quite, ground. That was one of the things that I quite yeah, liked in this film, was how <laughs> gross and weird that was. And it kept happening. There were a couple of moments in this where I was like, ugh, that's fucking grim. Cool. I wish there I, was I, more. Yeah, I've discovered that's what I truly love about like the 80s sci-fi, is when it gets really bizarre. Yeah, just weird that's and gross. Truly the best, yeah. Yeah, it's not all bad. Uh, why did you pick Krull then, Jamie? I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this is one. This this has sort of been on the list for me for a while because it's one of those, uh, uh, like I've never seen it, but I had definitely seen the last like confrontation with the the villain, the Beast, the imaginatively named the Beast, mm. um, it, where. Uh, Colwyn, the hero, throws the the glaive, the little starfish, spiky starfish weapon, into its chest. Like for some reason, seeing that as a little kid really like stuck in my head. Um, like I I really vividly remember what like the beast in this looks like, and the glaive getting stuck in him, and like, and at some point I learned that that was from the film Krull. But have just never ended up seeing it. So just sheer curiosity and to kind of fill in a blank from childhood. Yeah, right on. And it? it turns out nothing else in the film really stands out other than that scene. <laughs> well, I, and I, I, mm, one other scene. I, I remember it a little bit. I'd seen it before. The things that stood out for me, I mean, the weapon, you sure. But also a lot of swamp bullshit, I remember. And uh, I remember Robbie Coltrane's moustache. That's <laughs> uh, surprisingly though, Liam Neeson's horrible rat tail didn't come to mind. Uh, and his weird sort of mutton chops facial chin, hair, chin beard thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Or uh, the spider too. The crystal spider was was something that I did remember. So I must have seen that scene at some point. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings at times, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like someone who had read Lord of the Rings and seen Star Wars and maybe seen Excalibur went, what if we did all of that in a film? <laughs> well, it's just generally we have a game of D&D and write down the yeah. script. Uh, Anthony, you're a big fan of that Lord of the Rings shit, aren't you? Um, <laughs> had you yeah. seen this before? Uh, I I I didn't, but I did remember watching uh, like 
five minutes of it a few years ago when it came on TV, and it was the bit in uh, when they're in the swamps and it's just kind of like mist and a few dead trees poking out. And like that went on for five minutes, and I'm like, this, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> so then my, my kind of like impression of it was um, was all from that scene, because that scene, it kind of looked a bit cheap and naff, because it was just mist and trees, so, you know? And yeah, then they I had like out... this weird cyclops guy, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I found out that this film was apparently really expensive to make, and yeah, um, well, it well, mostly watching... doesn't show... <laughs> On the well, screen. That's one of my things with, with the film is like half of it looks really good and then half of it looks really cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Like there are moments where you're like, oh fair play. This is uh yeah, okay, you've you've uh thrown some money at this and then other times yeah, you may as well not have. Just some boxed green screen or whatever. Yeah, anytime they're not using a set and they've gone out into like the mountains or the forests, looks great. Mm. Like you know, they've obviously got like a director who's got a good eye. Yeah, um, just a big cycloptic eye. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there was a lot of like shots all the way through, and I'm like, that was well framed, or like camera movements where I'm like, okay, this you know, this guy knows what he's doing. But like when when they built started building the sets, it's like oh. Yeah, the sets are like everything. I I said I said this already, but everything about it is so vague all the way through. It's a, it's yeah, it's a vague vague concept with some vague motivations. I mean, the simple yeah. motivation: save the day from the invaders. They've nicked a princess, but, but everything else is like we're not going to fill in the world and what it's about and why. Motivation. The thing I hate. The thing I hate most about most fantasy films is they don't set up enough rules. So, like, yeah. there's there's a lot of scenes where people come in and go like, "No, I have to do this on my own." Yeah. Like, Why? Why do you have to do this on your own? Or <laughs> yeah. just like spewing out like, "Oh, the uh, the the witch of the webs knows this." I'm like, sure. Why is that then? And you, you could, it's okay if you know then, if you know her name, you can. Uh, deal with it. It's like, all right, why is that then? No, it doesn't matter. Shut up. But who is she? There's a heap of there's a whole heap of backstory with the the with, with, I don't know, what's her name? woman of the web or whatever. Yeah, and it's then she had the same bitch. name as the as the main princess, and I was really confused because that just that came up oh, yeah. <laughs> two thirds hmm. of the way through. I don't know. Uh, Abby, uh, are you a krull head? Are you a krullista? What's the what's the term for a krull fan? Loser? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a mean joke, and I apologise to the one crowd fan. Um, I saw it when I was little, and then I rewatched it again a couple of years ago because I couldn't remember it, and then Jamie suggested it for this. Like, oh, okay. I feel like I will you... say, I, I, I reckon if I watched this when I was younger, I would have loved it. Yeah, I was surprised when you said you've never seen it. It's yeah, always been it's always been on the radar, but I think I th- I think maybe Rich talked to me about it and gone like and just said like nah, it's not it's crap. <laughs> and I was just okay, then I believe you. It's it's weird because it's like um Krull, what's that about? And now we've watched it and I s- I'm still <laughs> I like don't know. what is it? <laughs> like, yeah, what is it? 
it's sort of a bit like Willow or something, but not, yeah, a little bit. not quite as good. At least I think we have to do Willow to remember if that was good or not. Oh, we did um, do Willow. Oh, no, did, I don't think so. Did come out before or after this? I think it was after. Okay. Bits of Dune. There's, 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 there's sprinkles of Dune in there as well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Abby, had you, um, when watching as a child, did anything stick out? Did it traumatise you anyway? Did you just have to refresh yourself because you couldn't remember it? What, why Why even revisit it if you ticked it off your list before? Well, the thing of it is, it, it's visually iconic. So everything I could remember from when I was little was visual. Sure. And then I was a bit like, oh, I can't remember the story. I should watch it again. And it turned out there wasn't one really. Yeah, no. the just the most threadbare, again vague idea. I I feel like they invented the glaive first, and yeah, then that would be cool. Like built this, built any kind of film around the idea of this specific weapon that does a mm. thing. It's that is again very... vague. Why does the why does the glaive? Kill the beast, what? Or, but it doesn't really. So, what was the point of getting it in the first place? I don't know because he became a pyromancer out yeah. of nowhere. It was, it was the, the power of the love, power of marriage. <laughs> it's basically right wing propaganda that the power of traditional lo- marriage, traditional marriage will save <laughs> the world. It's the only way to stop uh, the beast and alien invaders. If anyone said to me, you should get married, uh, and they said, because you'll have flamethrowing powers, I'd be like, well, I mean, that's that's new. I like the sound of that. Um, does it work for the woman as well? I don't know. It seemed to be just the guy gets that. Does she get a water yeah, power that really irritated exchange? me. She had it first. Well, yeah, he just dips a flame in some water at the, at the wedding ceremony, and then she's, like, pulling fire out of the water. And then they the get to hands. A, Yeah. With it. Yeah, exactly. And then they do a special handshake later on and can finish off the marriage ritual in in, in order to save themselves. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll just talk about what goes on and see what comes up with what we liked and didn't like. So I guess Peter Yates got bored of doing cool thrillers like Bullet and uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle and went, you know what, let's make a generic fantasy movie about a couple who are going to get married uh, medieval style in order to, you know, political move. But twist, the kings are not that into it, but the children are. And they're like, yeah, no, no, that's cool. Cool, we should have a political marriage. He's hot to drop. Uh, all, all under the kind of vague guise of a prophecy they tell you at the beginning where... Yeah. Where, like, a, a, a princess with an old name marries someone and they become rulers of the planet, and then their children become rulers of the galaxy or whatever. I mean, what's an old name? Just like Kathleen or something? <laughs> well, it, yeah, but it later it reveals that the widow of the web or whatever also has that name, and that's it. That's that's the explanation that we get, such as it is. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of um, BS that doesn't matter. But, you know, an alien rock has landed on Krull, and... Uh, the human characters, or seemingly human characters, are have uh, putting to putting to bed a feud between two the, kingdoms. Um, the 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 seven people who live on Krull have to uh, unite. Well, all of the bad guys have been on on the planet, and the Slayers, who are just like 
beefy Yu-Gi-Oh monsters or something. <laughs> um, they've been killing people, so they've they've whittled down the armies uh, to a manageable budget of people on horseback who can ride to the the grand yeah. wedding that is going to unite two families and uh, stop a feud or something. But yeah, basically, a, a hot guy and a hot chick are going to get married and become king and queen. Well, not they would they. they Become king and queen because their relatives were all dead in the in the attack on their special their castle, which is surrounded by no other buildings. There's massive meadows and, and hills. Yeah, that and then they I, have no like villages surrounding the castle. There's no city. I or don't anything. know if it. I don't know if it is, but that castle looks shockingly like the one that they used for um, Army of Darkness. It, it isn't fully real, though, is it? Well, that's no, that's what I mean. Like, I think it's it's a mixture of like, um, maybe models and map paintings and stuff. But like, the actual like external shots that they use look really similar. I don't know. I can't. You know, I have to do it side Which also side. does like it. It has that similar like sort of sort of ropey feel that Army of Darkness has, but sure. isn't a comedy, so it doesn't quite work. Yeah, it's just, you know, your generic uh, White Castle, Kingdoms, blah, 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 Odo Abadi. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the, the wedding uh, and its weird rituals are interrupted by a bunch of pricks. I, I did I, I did quite like the strange ritual. I was like, well, because like I said, the film is so vague and so like stock fantasy, you know, whatever, with some alien stuff in there, but even that's very vague. Like, it's the Black Fortress and the Beast. Like, proper, yeah. like, first draft names for all of these things. Yeah. Um. But I did like that the wedding ceremony was, like, weird in a very specific way. Um. Like, I appreciated that. There are little moments of that in the film where, like, okay, this bit you actually did, like, try and think of something like you came up with something unique to this yeah you know if you're gonna have a fantasy you know fantasize some interesting concepts up for the stuff the cultural thing should be different and interesting in some way and um i i i didn't want to forget to bring up the fact that colwyn and i said this as i was watching it in the chat um that Colwyn to me looks like an action hero Eddie Vedder, and it was very strange. Yeah, I mean, sure, a little bit. I think it's the I think it's this very specific hairstyle and facial hair. Yeah, I mean, he's very chipper. I don't know if that sits with Eddie Vedder. Or if he's no, I just guy. mean like in physical. Just visually, know, usually once usually once he's pounded a bottle of wine at a gig, he gets pretty chipper. Okay. <laughs> but, um, okay. Uh. Yeah, Colin is a very Welsh name. Very, very yes, <laughs> very bland character. <laughs> he's too much of a baby face, isn't it? Yeah, he's he got does, that uh, boring baby face thing going on. It's sort of um, that like Errol Flynn, Robert as Robin Hood kind of hero thing, but but, but Errol Flynn is a cheeky prick, you know. He's yeah. always like a bit of a cunt about it. Whereas yeah. you know, this guy's just noble and good and nice and I think it's that's one of the things that people maybe like misinterpret about that the idea of because it was one of the things they said about um, Orlando Bloom in Paris of the Caribbean was like well he's the Errol Flynn type and like 
Not really, because he's just sort of a goody two shoes, and like yeah. it, that is kind of boring. What about uh, this? Is a bit like Flash Gordon, less colourful and imaginative, but yeah, Flash kind Gordon of. is sort of a you know he's a quarterback and a hero and right. very traditional. Why, know, does, like, why does that work? If it you think it does? Ah, but you're a Flash um, Gordon fan. Would you think this is similar? Do you think Flash Gordon is is a fair comparison? where you're coming from with the Flash Gordon comparison. I think with Flash Gordon though it has more to do with the just the, the vibe of the actors. Yeah. Because you know how much we love Topol. If that had been anyone else, it might not have worked. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think it's the vibes of also, the vibes of Flash, isn't it? Flash Gordon kind of has a, a, a at least has that like fish out of water thing going on. Yeah. Um whereas this guy's just he's just meant here. to be a hero. Yeah. Yeah, because they do they do kind of setting him up set him up as having more of a character at the beginning because it's like he comes off he's got this kind of vibe of like he's a like a like a warrior cheeky chappy kind of thing going on at the beginning but like there's a bit of danger to him at the beginning even though yeah. he's gonna, you, know, you know it's it all just... like love and like when we're getting married because we love each other kind of thing. Yeah. Not... Not to reunite the kingdoms, but then it slowly goes away. Like as soon as, as soon as like they get massacred, and he's just there, kind of like sobbing over his like father's necklace. <laughs> that was a bit like mm, that was a bit quick. It's yeah. a bummer though, like a massive slaughter. It is, but it's it's just the way that it's framed. It's just like, oh, where's my wife? Uh, I'm being stern and noble and angry, and then as soon as he shows him, him he's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He properly cries in like a, a weird, like comedy theater cry. <laughs> but then, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he cries, and then uh, what's the uh, old guy's Some name? Another mustache. Yeah, Inia, another really like Welsh-looking name. Y N Y R. Is he? He's just a wise bloke, is he? What's his? Yeah, story? he's 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 Gandalf. Uh, well, he's he's Obi <laughs> Gandalf Kenobi. <laughs> I call it um, Gandalf. That's what I go for. Is it? Yeah, he's like a mashup of Gandalf and Obi Wan, um, played by Freddie Jones from uh, who is in the Elephant Man. I think he's the 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 guy who like owns the Elephant Man in the circus that Anthony Hopkins Ooh. buys him off. That's, uh, does that count as a Twin Peaks connection? It's very the David Lynch connection. Um, but since uh, when do you care how? T- Tenuous a little. <laughs> I'm trying to be better. Um, is is he Toby Jones's dad? No idea. Yes, he is. No I just looked it up on IMDb. Yeah, uh, father of Toby oh. Jones. Um, well, we can thank him for that, I suppose. But um, he like he's. I think he's quite well cast in this. He has that air of like wise old man, even if, even if the film itself never actually expounds upon that whatsoever. We, they, like, we, don't, we don't know who he is or why. Um, he's I very important we never to know. something. We never find out. <laughs> it looks terrible, though. He's got, like, horrible balding hair and an awful horseshoe moustache and shit. I feel like he looks clothes. more like someone like a Gandalf would actually look like in real life. <laughs> like, Yeah, but um, we don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> But he, yeah, he turns up and then, yeah, there's... Slaps some sense into this uh, crying kind of, prince. He gives him, he, he sh- like, his dad's dead, his new wife's dead, and he's like, oh, I don't want to do nothing. No, no, and no then, his new wife's alive. 
Oh, she's been taken. Yeah, sorry, she's been kidnapped. Um, it's the classic uh, Bowser stealing a princess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or Zelda being kidnapped by Ganon. Um, yeah, you know you can't you can't go wrong with a bit of boring. A bad guy with massive powers and a massive castle just wants to fuck an attractive small human for some reason. <laughs> but he uh, he changes his mind like immediately, and I, I feel like that happens a few times where throughout the film it's mind. like are we going to do this? No, we need to. Okay, let's do it. And then, and then everyone oh, the, just yeah, right. continues. Well, it, it is basically just, look, uh, you have to do something. I can help you a bit. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's enough. He's not deterred that all the soldiers are dead. Except, you know, all of his um, duck-helmeted soldiers have been off by the Slayers, these other alien uh, so, uh, soldiers or whatever. Again, they have, they have fantastically fire lasers. Is that the idea? Vague names, slayers. Um, yeah, they've got like yes, yeah, like laser shooting spears, or and again, like apparently the budget for this was pretty high, but the slayers' costumes looked like they were just bits of other costumes from other things. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's a concept at play so much as where well, just just to look a bit weird. Yeah. Bit bit knight like, but don't worry about it. Bony, bony knights. I don't know. I can't get over the noise they make whenever they die. It's horrible. That's cool. Uh, but anyway, he's fucking. He's not deterred that much. So old man and young man go off, and I guess they um, conveniently recruit people as they go. Like the first. Well, no, person... first he first he tells. Oh, he has the to go on a pointless says... quest. Yeah, you yeah. have to you have to find the glaive, and then uh, the MacGuffin. You know, Colin says the glaive is just a legend, and the old man says, "No, it isn't." And Colin says, "Okay, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll climb a cliff forever." And, he's, yeah, the and he says, "It's uh, the the glaive exists, and it's in that hole up there." And he climbs, yeah, he climbs the cliff for ages, finds some lava, sticks his fucking hand in it without even thinking twice. No, and then it's just goop. It's fine. It's fine. You just <laughs> there's no thing to it either. There's no outsmarting the lava. It's just no. I well, thought there was going to be like it. a trap or something, but like no, there it is. <laughs> it's you in could the just first anyone could look. have anyone could have got it. It's just there to risk burning their hand off. I'm sure. I think the the implication is only he could put his hand in there because of the prophecy or whatever. Yeah, but well, again, they didn't say you had to be sp- pure of heart or anything. They just quickly went, moving on. Abby, what do you make of this MacGuffin? Is it worth it? This fucking detour up a hill. No, it's entirely superfluous to the plot, and he only uses it. The way he uses it is the most boring way I've ever yeah. seen. First, <laughs> he uses it as a drill. <laughs> then he uses it as a just a throwaway weapon, which it is. But then he can't get it back. Yeah, so it doesn't he work. Has to do something else. Yeah. Like a fucked boomerang. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, it it's so weird. He doesn't even like... battle with it along the way. He just he just keeps it for the end. Yeah. yeah, he's told like he's like don't use it until you need to use it, and like and then when you when do, you when it. you need to use it, it's not going to work. I'll say one <laughs> thing for Sword and the Sorcerer, right? That that guy with the three fucking bladed sword, he was shooting those blades off straight away. <laughs> he was just fucking yeah, this is a cool weapon. Time to use it. Don't fuck around. Um, that's also that's not what a glaive is. I, mean, I don't know why they called I mean, it's the first time I've heard the word glaive. To be honest, a glaive is like a um. I think it's it's sort of like a sp- a sp- spear scythe 
kind of thing. Oh, I thought it was like a perfume you plug into the wall. Oh, that's a glade. Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like a long. Uh, it's sort of like a spear, but instead of having like a like a pokey bit at the end, it's like a a blade, so you can like swipe swipe in a really like wide. Aren't blades pokey bits? Well, you know what I mean. Like instead of like a a point, it's point, a. It, it, it isn't a giant ninja star with flick knives. Then yes, it's a long pole with a like a little sword on the end instead of a like a curved sword instead of a pokey thing. This this guy has a royalty necklace thing that sort of the king takes off his dead dad, and does that match the weapon in um, terms of design? Is that? Right, a tiny, it, uh, yeah, and it also has a little crucifix on it, which I thought was weird. Oh, it was Jesus doing all this. Why, why didn't he help? Wait, crucifix or cross? You tell me. You should know. Well, what the crucifix is a cross. No, cruci- okay. a crucifix. Okay, crucifix has little Jesus on it. <laughs> little <laughs> oh, Jesus. Little not Jesus. only, not only Jesus got <laughs> crucified. No, but a, a crucifix is the one that is the little model with Jesus, the little little Jesus. You can have an empty um, crucifix. Well, that's that's the cross. Well, what, what's the difference here? What are you saying? The cross doesn't have Jesus on it. The crucifix is the thing is the cross with Jesus included. As in the jewelry. Yes, like well, the actual. Uh, what about, what about device? What about not and crucifix? Is this, you ever play that game? That sounds blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> it is Look, a little bit. I, I've What's played Uncharted anyway, 4 a few times, fucking... and I, I need to show off what I've learned. Bollocks, <laughs> it doesn't sound right. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, not, it's not a Christian or anything. It's nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah, no, that's that's what I mean. It's weird. It, it, like, yeah, the medallion's glaive, and then it has a little, very clearly a Christian cross on it, but again, that never comes up. No. Uh, wait, wait, the fucking first person they come across, uh, well, it's a comet. <laughs> the comet comes flying, burning from the sky and yeah, the, lands the, into a lake. The comic relief hills. arrives from space. The comic relief. Comet relief. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the comet relief, yeah. So a comet crashes into a lake. The guy complains that he nearly drowned or died because it's water is basically quicksand or something foreshadowing the future death to come. But this, uh, the mathematician from Charlie Ch- uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. He pops David, out. No. Uh, what's his name? Is it David Batley? Yes. It's it's David Batley as Eric Idle playing a character <laughs> called Ergo. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind him, to be well, honest. He's, he's, he's fine. He gives some kind of well, I don't know. I thought <laughs> I'm no. He is. He's fine at the role he's given, which is literally uh, like his character could just be called comic relief. Well, he's um, just a, he's like a comic, funny whinge bag who can transform into various animals, yeah. and he has these little spells that he can do that he fucks up sometimes. Like he he tries to threaten uh, Prince Dickhead and <laughs> turn him into a big fat ugly goose, and then. Turns himself into one, and then it's like, oh well, I just wanted to show you what it would be like if I was a, uh, you know, yeah, mean, this is what I could wizard. have done to you, yeah. So fucking wise up, and then he's like, I'm not coming. 
and then he gets scared because there's baddies in the forest that he's running away through. Well, no, the, the, he sees the Cyclops who... Oh, it's the Cyclops, right, right. following them, yeah. And he shits his pants and he's like, I'll come with you guys, that's cool. Yeah, there's a freaky Cyclops uh, who makes himself useful as they go on. But then the the most annoying part of the Band of Merry Heroes for me is they stumble across some thieves. There's a like a like a group of ten or so criminals who try and nick their horse and their valuables. And they just sort of talk them into joining their quest. <laughs> they're like gonna kill them or leave them for dead after robbing them, and they're like, ah, but you know, there's bad guys. You know, what are you going to do? You're not going to have a nice time if the bad guys take over, so you should join me and fight I them. mean, again, it's... it's And they're all like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's probably the biggest, or at least one of the biggest problems with the film, is it's like, we're going to rob you and possibly kill you, but what if you didn't? What if, I was the, <laughs> what, if I was, what if I was the king? Well, I don't know, we'd make more money, I guess. Maybe we should ransom you to someone. It nah. just... Yeah, we like royalty. Conflict is very quickly resolved so that things can move on. Um, Robbie Coltrane uh, turns up with his short haircut and moustache. Yeah. He's he's the only one to go like, I don't know. Yeah. And then they're like... Yeah, we've got got Alan Armstrong as the leader, which is probably the most... the youngest and most, like... uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding insulting. <laughs> like ha- handsome, kind of. You know what I mean? It's Dashing? the best he's. It's the best he's ever yes. going to look, and he doesn't look that nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's not necessarily an insult. This is a, uh, you know, we're doing a podcast. We're all funny-looking people, so cool. it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's this is not a role I ever would have thought he, I like would imagine him in, and I did not realize he was in this. It's Alan, yeah, Alan Armstrong, a very young Robbie Coltrane, who's apparently dubbed by a different actor in this. Which who's Scottish sounding or something? Well, I guess maybe. Um, a very young Liam Neeson with uh, a horrible facial hair and a rat tail. Mm-hmm. Um, a very young Todd Carty from mm-hmm. m- which most of us just know from EastEnders. Um, and does anyone and then, know him from anything else? Actually, I don't. I don't. What think did he so. do? Like Grange Hill or something? I think, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Um, he was also in the bill for a while, and he <laughs> had a weird story where he slept with his mother. Um, that's fucking mental. The, that <laughs> happened on the bill. Yeah. God. I literally remember nothing else about the bill apart from that one storyline. Why would you? Yeah, I mean, every, <laughs> and, the bill the was guy, so guy... boring. Like the old guy, not the old guy, but like the guy who had the moustache. That's the only things I remember about the bill. Oh, Mark Fowler, that's who he was in EastEnders. I knew he was something Fowler, yeah. Four defined characters in Alan Armstrong's... uh, Talkwell is his name in this film, uh, in his band. And then depending on uh, the the needs of a particular scene, five to seven vague other men (laughs) who... Sort of pop in and out to die. I do like though, compared to something like Lord of the Rings or something, people can die. It's a d- dangerous quest. It's not just Sean Bean who can die. And they do yeah, have a war true. in Lord of the Rings, but I mean, main they characters do... actually can die. And yes, that we'll actually miss. 
Yes, well, hmm, that's what I was going to say. Yes, they do, but they invent new men in a particular scene if someone needs to die. <laughs> like, if you're watching it and you're like, this guy wasn't in their gang before, that means that guy's about to be killed. <laughs> yeah, they kind of... Yeah, somehow we don't pin down many people beyond the TV actors we've seen before. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think... Todd Carthy or Liam Neeson had been seen before. We'd I don't seen, know you know, we'd seen. Oh, we, we knew, yeah. They have brand recognition now, and they had something. They had a few lines. I mean, Robbie Coltrane barely does anything in this. Um, he he doubts. Just every time he came on was just like, hmm, Super Mario. They <laughs> 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 mentioned it. Oh dear! So that was his name in the back of my mind. Was like, oh, it's Mario. I think he has a. Doesn't he have a mustache in the the second Bond film he's in? Mm, maybe a goatee or something. Well, there's not. Oh yeah, mm. it is. It's a, it's like a little like ducktail, weirdly swashbuckly goatee. Does he drown in a vat of caviar in that? No, he doesn't drown. He gets thrown into it, but uh, he gets out. Uh, mm. But he does die in that film. He gets shot. Spoilers, oh, right. the, the world is not enough. You never get in the stink of caviar out. If you've swam in a <laughs> fat of caviar, you know, nothing in a stink of fish eggs for a while. Anyway, uh, yeah, speaking yeah, of swamps, about... that's where they go. There's lots of uh, oh, nearly... no, wait, suffocating. They what? go and see, they go and see the seer first. That's right, they have to worry um... because have... the there's the vague reasons why the wise man, yes. <laughs> The sea of sees some stuff. He, he, we need to fight. The trouble with this castle that's crash landed and invaded Krull is it teleports around a bit, which is a bit of a fucker. Hard to go on a quest if you haven't got a destination, and indeed that destination can change. Yeah, I actually that was one of the things you know I mentioned. There's a there there are a few things in the film where I'm like, well, that's quite a good idea. I like that. I like adding that wrinkle to. Well, we're not just going to a place. We it's a place that moves, so we have to figure it out. Hmm. We got a. Uh, Classic old man uh, knows a bit of magic. Boy. Yeah, he's a paedophile or something, is he? Is that the idea? No idea him. what their relationship is. It's a bit weird. But... Their family. He's sad when the old man's dead. Yeah, he does it's say like he Greek. Was... It's like a Greek thing, like, you know. Well, I don't. You have an assistant. That doesn't make it better a... if you put it that way. I'm not making it better. Just, <laughs> Just a simple comparison. Um, you know, he's like a balding, grey, grey-haired old man. He's blind, but he can see. He can see. Ironically, he can see things that I don't know magic, fucking vision, and he's he's tapping into where the castle is. But uh, I guess the beast has the ability to knock out his Skype call, yeah, <laughs> and smashes the vision with his with its claw hand, and uh, then they get hit by a massive fart because all the hair flying back. <laughs> Oh, sorry, the thieves are with them, or the, the gang are with them at this point, because uh, Torquil steals an emerald, and then when they get to the swamp, it's all... They look like shit. Rocks, yeah. Yeah, and then the, the old blind guy's like, ha, fuck it. <laughs> I, I deliberately put worthless jewels that look tempting there. Classic Aladdin, Aladdin trap. The, it's the shit things that are actually worth more in my gaff. All the good stuff will kill you or be worthless or whatever. What was the name of the kid? Because I'm remembering it as a squirt. And I don't Titch. know if that's it. <laughs> that might be right. Titch. Titch? Yeah. Titch. Yes, Titch, not squirt. Although he does that moment with the uh, math teacher from Willy Wonka is like, 
Ah, he has that thing he says when he introduces himself as like. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I can see why. Uh, um, it's I'm yeah, it's clever. quite good. Um, I'm uh, very short smart. in stature, tall in power, narrow in vision, wide no, in scope. Something like that. And then Titch is like, "I'm Titch," and he's like, "Well, that's mediocre, uh, but that yeah. yeah, adequate. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry that your name's Titch." You haven't got a clever little thing to say like me. I've got a slogan going for you. There are there are a couple of good like I think part of it is who it's delivered by, like him like his introduction, Ergo the Magnificent. Um and then there's also a good line about chasing fame from Torquil. Hmm. Um Yeah, they've got uh, some lines occasionally where you're like right on. Yeah, because that's the promise, isn't it? The the prince uh promises not so much money as fame and uh, the freedom of not dying in the war, I guess. And yeah. your son, your sons will be really grateful that they can live free and not. How did you know I had sons? Oh, yeah, there was a weird bit there. Like, how did you know I had sons? It's like, well, doesn't most people? I uh, yeah. I was sort of speaking <laughs> metaphorically, and then uh, yeah. <laughs> Eastenders, Eastenders guy was like, "I don't have, I don't have a kid, but I'll join you." <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Well, yeah. They they basically hook up with the seer, and he's like, "Oh, sure. Um, I, we have to get to the Emerald City and go see the Wizard of Oz or something, and I'll be able to see better from there. They won't be able to fuck around with my Zoom call or whatever I did." Um, I don't think do we go to the Emerald location he's on about the Emerald Castle or whatever it is. No, he didn't make it. Yeah, because he gets killed in the swamp. But they don't go there, then. They just do it a different way. Well, well, then the old man's like, I know I know another way. The other and old man. I have to go way. see the spider the spider lady. My old, my ex-girlfriend. Have, yeah. Yeah. I have to have a really awkward conversation with my ex-girlfriend and <laughs> pretend that it's it's okay that she murdered my <laughs> newborn son. I don't. <laughs> you didn't know about that, out. in fairness. But they, I like, they pretend, or he pretends that, oh yeah, pretty, i got to go on my own to see my ex. And, oh my God, this white spider might kill me and it's dangerous and I might die. But mainly it's going to be awkward. Like mainly, it's it's visiting an ex. It's never it's never straightforward. Um, it's some bullshit. The the swamp is like I can tell why when Anthony said that that was the bit he'd seen and he didn't bother continuing to watch because yeah. <laughs> it is it's very drab and it the action in this film such as it is like it it's just not good or interesting <laughs> like it's all sort of flopping around and like n- nobody seems to really quite know. like it's not like you know really well choreographed or particularly well shot at one point Robbie Coltrane falls over and sort of waves his arms a bit as he falls into water and I laughed out loud uh, and I couldn't tell if it was meant to be funny or not but a lot of the fighting is like that it's just like really awkward bad like stage fighting it wasn't as bad as what was that other thing we saw not swords and sorcerer but the other terrible fantasy movie we watched oh god the one anthony below budget inflicted on everyone <laughs> i tr- we tried to remember that oh, last yeah. time but we couldn't i know wizards of thousand faces i don't know the one with the big white wizards. chewbacca in it it took me twenty years to find the film. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> and now it's gone again. Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. It was. That's it. So um, that was that was like literally no effort. This was. Just, oh yeah, we no. Don't, we don't know how to do it very well. Yeah. Um, 
but that's also where they meet the Cyclops. Yeah, he's and... been sort of stalking them quietly. Well, there's a lot of. I mean, I do enjoy the, the stuff in the swamp because it's the only place that fucks around the swamp for long. I mean, is that maybe Princess Bride? I don't know. Are there many swamp perils in movies? I guess because um, they're boring, right? Uh, the like swamp is like labyrinth that always comes up. Always, um, yeah. I think this one, this one is the one I think of when it comes to swamp fantasy. Bill. No, labyrinth is well, or um, never-ending yeah. story. Oh, maybe all of them. Swamp of there. sorrow, or the deadly um, desert from fucking Return to Oz. Well, they can't really hang about in that. You just die if you touch it. There's, I it it did um, make me think like in the eighties, like or uh, just growing up. Like media led me to believe that like quicksand was a very common dangerous thing that I might encounter at some point in my life. Like yes, everything had a quicksand scene where somebody was sinking and had and, and somebody died being sucked quicksand. into quicksand. Mad Max quicksand. Beyond Thunderdome is another one. Yeah, with quicksand though, is it just you get stuck and you die of starvation? It's not so much you'll sink below the surface. And I think it depends. Like if it's, if there's like a sinkhole down there, it's just right. going to pull you down. Yeah, but like, yeah, it was it was in like every film. From... It's, in, it's in every film enough for you to have to look up YouTube videos of how to survive it. Where okay, you have to <laughs> lean forward and let your legs float to the surface, or grab a big long stick and, and press up on it, and or something. Because yeah, one of their one of their band who uh, didn't appear to be in the band before it gets sucked into the quicksand. I was like, well, I don't recognize him, so he's dead. He he saves a big sack of I don't know something or something. something. Yeah, <laughs> they don't what they get, and then they never he never comes up. But um, yeah, he fucks off into it, and they all but they all get pulled out otherwise in a big chain. The so, seer dies yeah. too because he gets replaced with oh, yeah, the changeling. Yeah, the changelings are, are kind of uh, used a couple of times and are very tricky because it's basically, you know, like the thing in it, like where yeah, you can you can become anyone. So any, does... at any point, it, it could be pretending to be any of them. It is one of the uh, better deaths in the film when yeah. I don't remember who figures out. It's the side that it's... Oh, okay. Um, who keeps staying behind and then not staying behind? Yeah, <laughs> I must stay here. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, when the the changeling uh, version of the seer dies, he he like bubbles and dissolves. It's it and it like it's, it's quick, so you don't see a ton of it. But it is a nice like grim fantasy stuff. Again, I wish the film kind of had more of that. Like. Agreed. More like horror adjacent fantasy stuff in it. Yeah, uh, the the thing that tells of the uh, the thing that transforms. What do, what do we call it? The changeling, shapeshifter, changeling, changeling. Okay, well, the changeling it, its eyes are black sometimes. No, they're red. They're, oh, they're big. Red. Red oh, eyes, and they're open. No, 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 no. Something... That's when the beast is doing something. The oh. changeling's eyes were black. Okay. And it yeah, has stretchy... the, yeah, that's right, because the beast will act through the changelings. Yeah. And it has stretchy claws and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to kill you. And so, it, yeah, like... it has dispatched the old ma- uh, the, the seer into uh, quicksand, and then has, has been caught out by... Uh, well, it's trying to. It's trying. It's asking um, Prince Dickhead. What's his name? Uh, Colin. 
He's like, I got oh, Prince Colwyn. You got to fucking show me the way because you're fucking the important one, right? Also, you need to come over here with me, and no one else must follow. Please yeah. ignore the fact that I opened my eyes for the first time moments ago, and they were all black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the weirder things happens around here. Um, they talked about wishes while they're just like tromping through the swamp. Um, and uh, what's his name? Ergo talks about how he he wished he would be on a gooseberry pie because I guess he loves gooseberries. Is that funny? Um, gooseberries, like I don't know. Inherently funny. <laughs> um, I suppose a, maybe a, maybe to reoccurring... Americans hearing like if they're trying to like really sell this film in the US hearing a uh, a uh, uh, stringy british man say gooseberries in in a, a voice like that is just comical maybe yeah, i don't know um but it's a reoccurring thing with him he's really fucking well yeah. into them so ergo they're talking about wishes and ergo says that he wants to be on a um a mountain a, a mountain of gooseberries oh, that's a bit greedy maybe a house um, and then the kid Titch wishes for a puppy, and he correctly points out that that's a shit wish. Yeah, <laughs> but then he's like, "Why wouldn't you wish for a hundred puppies?" And the kid, kind of adorably, I will give it to him, says, "I only want one." <laughs> um, it's a very then... rem- reminiscent of the bit in Willy Wonka, where as a math teacher, he's going, uh, "Charlie, how how many uh golden, how many Wonka bars have you opened? Oh, one. What one? You can't have opened one." I can't do maths with one. Let's just, for the sake of, you know, doing the equation, we'll call your one a hundred. You've got a hundred Wonka bars, and, you know, and he does the whole thing about, I guess, multiplication through trying to win a golden ticket. So maybe that's his thing, is he's always, like, poo-pooing people's notions and coming up with loftier ideas. Well, the... It pays off, doesn't it? Yeah, but I don't like that. I don't like that he turns himself into a little basset hound puppy you fucking, to cheer up the kid. You villain? Th- Is it also what? he wants to... Uh, when I, Abby, I asked you why he did it, and you were, what did you say was the reason? I thought he did it because he was sick of walking and he wanted to be carried. That's fair. Because that, 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 that does it's make knackering. sense. Yeah. But yeah, well, he's doing it... To a, could he turn into a bird and flew? Well, that'd be knackering flying, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, he wants to he wants to cheer up the kid because the kid's lost his De- dead boss, granddad, yeah, owner, Bl- blind old man. <laughs> so and it, yeah, it is it's it is a nice thing to do, but this uh, it's just it's just weird imagining like, well, I'm going to be a dog for this child who will pet me and hold me, and then I'll turn back into a man afterwards. Uh, each their own. Sure, sure. sure. Gonna turn into a gerbil and burrow up someone's asshole. I knew that was coming. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, you're making it sound like it's pervy to be a puppy, you know. It's just uncomfortable to me. I don't know. Beggars can't be choosers, I don't know. Uh well, you know, it's just to be nice. Him and the kids sort of become, you know, friends. I mean they're all they're all friends on their merry quest, but uh they bond. Well that's that's another kind of problem, isn't it? There's no conflict here at all. Like, there's, they're just... There is. The Slayer's trying to kill him. And, uh, no, I mean, th- there's no conflict in the group. They like, don't even have, like, joshing. There's one no. bit where Alan, Ar- well, Alan Armstrong is like, shall we not save the kid and the 
Um, what's his name? Magnificent. Ergo. Virgo. Ergo. Ergo. Ergo what? Ergo, his name is something Ergo. else. Oh, Ergo. his name's Ergo. <laughs> anyway, the maths teacher from Willy Wonka. <laughs> He's like, nah, the place is collapsing. Let's not save him. And then he, they do, because the prince is there. And so... They that, save, and they don't bring up like the, he was willing to ditch you. Do you know? You, that? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I, I kept thinking something like that was going to happen. Like maybe Alan Armstrong's character would end up having to sacrifice himself to save them because earlier on he was like, "Well, let's just leave it." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he should have. Been there the isn't, one to die. and like I know some of that is just like ticking the boxes of tropes, but like there's a reason certain things like that are in so many stories because it is a way to engage the audience like you were talking about lord of the rings um and like lord of the rings has that internal conflict with the fellowship because of boromir and even then it's not like boromir's like evil like he has a reason for for like wanting to like he has a motivation that makes sense and then that conflict is really interesting um, or like, like it's something for you to like latch onto as a as a viewer yeah. or as a reader or whatever. This is this just has nothing. We well, know that Liam Neeson has nice many wives. Die. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson's. We're all really hungry. Liam Neeson. Uh, doesn't your wife live here somewhere? No, she no, one of your wives. Oh yeah, one. No, no, no <laughs> she, she doesn't. But a different one does. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I could fuck her for for us to have some food. I was also she. That was that was one of the moments where I like just kind of turned away for a minute, maybe like checked my phone or something, and then I came back and they were just like women amongst <laughs> them. Where the hell did they come well, from? Well, funnily enough, um, that's also true of the characters because there is a woman that comes with the wife, and everyone's like, "Who's she? Oh, she oh she turned up in the village, and I brought her along." All right, well oh, that's oh. immediately suspicious then. Yeah. It's cool that she's hot, though. <laughs> and it turns out she's a changeling who wants to shag the prince. Uh oh. But yeah, like there's. Uh, I mean, speaking. I mean, it's a bit of a sausage fest. The one woman we had at the start is <laughs> a princess. She's been kidnapped. We occasionally cut back to her, seemingly in like a conch shell or uh, yeah, Abby, a big eye. Description of it, Abby. I kept saying stuff like ear canal, nasal cavity. Yeah. yeah. It sort of does. There, there does seem to be an implication at times that the um, the fortress is somehow physically also the beast. Like, oh, it's it's sort of a magical shape shifty place or something. I mean, it's vague. It's something yeah. you sort of see. It's, <laughs> sometimes she's in an eye, like she's in the opening of like a fucking Bond theme. Yeah, and it's... then it's like a, a claw. Room. Some of the also, some like, of the designs, the wall shift and stuff. Like some of the sets in the actual fortress itself are kind of cool, just because they're something different. And unusual. And then other bits of it are just slightly rounded white hallways. <laughs> well, yeah, they have an interesting thing where the walls can close and shut. They also that's have what boring, I mean. Like it was boring, like, like spiky walls that squash you. Like Indiana it's almost like they were inside the beast itself, or a year canal. But, but then the beast is also there. Yeah, and I don't understand. You could you have the power to send your army to capture um, some woman you fancy, who's I guess from a place of power, and then you you, ha- you have to get her to agree to marry you. Well, you know, like... I think he's trying to be part. He's trying to be the king in the prophecy. 
Yeah, I That's guess. Not necessarily clear though, is it? They just sort no, of I, let, I, let I, you no. not worry. No. <laughs> You're doing some heavy lifting out there. Well, really, and also he, he, yeah, he he sent this changeling woman, and then is like spying on her and Colwyn because I guess she yeah. immediately came on to him, and he's like, "No, I can't. I'm I'm a married man." And then this is my honeymoon, if you <laughs> believe that. <laughs> but then when she like. When he like rejects her, she says that like in the in the hour I've known you, I've come to love you. Mm. And I'm like, the, the five seconds we've been together. What? Yeah, that was fucking absurd. I mean, also <laughs> they, they they got they got the beast showing the princess this as if to say, look, he's already fucking some other. He's moved on, and it's like, nah, 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 bro. See, look, really, it's he's proving how fucking cool he is for me. Uh, because she's fallen for him. This is something or other shows you're wrong, Beast. Shut up. Um, yeah, again, that'll, that'll so vague and me a vision. just in I service just, of like... Yeah. Just whatever. Plot. Just they have her fanning around. Like, it would have been nice if she had something to do but other than just be like a princess in a cage. Well, the, the other thing is, this film is like two hours long. You could just yeah. cut a lot of this shit if you're not going to bother like refining it properly then just don't put it in <laughs> just uh, get straight yeah. to the spider layer because that's one of the better parts of the film yeah speaking of what um they get rid of this this is the last shapeshifter they deal with that uh she i don't know disintegrates or something yeah she's just blasted away by the beast from from afar yeah. the cyclops who um came to point out that the old man was in the, the, the you know the old wizard the seer yeah, was yeah. dead he spotted that he came and inter- intervened and then he's with them as a as part of the posse right the cyclops yeah guy. rune Abby what did you know him from it's Bernard Breslov in the Carry On films yeah yeah and his voice was significantly different because I think he was a proper actor before he did the Carry On films. I think a so lot I of only know him were... from the period. Oh yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. All right. Now, I, okay. Yeah, when... I saw him in the titles, and then I was like, I haven't seen Bernard Breslau, and then it occurred to me that one's humongous. That one's <laughs> Bernard Breslau. <laughs> it's weird that he has that eye and the massive eyebrow and stuff, and there's the lame hair, but it's almost like his eye is. Two eyes, like he has the shape of two eyes. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's really hard, you know, to put convincing like Cyclops, Cyclops makeup on anyone. Yeah, and this is 1983, and I don't know how much of the budget they spent on his makeup. Um, uh, also, the fact that it blinks was impressive. Yeah, sure, there's something. I would have liked him to look a bit cooler and harder rather than a fucking mope. But uh, yeah, he's, he's just he's a it. big dorky man with a. Yeah. a like part of it, I think, is the eye is too small to make him a cyclops. But again, it, another thing that they do put some effort into is giving the cyclops this like backstory that they well, did the a deal is with interesting. the beast. Yeah, the race of cyclopses uh, have but history they... with with the slayers and the beast, right? And it was they were basically tricked. They wanted to know they the, future. They wanted the future, and, and then they... they were like, "Okay, you have to have one eye." And then uh, the only future you know is when you're going to die. die. And it's a sort of a curse, but it's also helpful because it means you can do fucking whatever you want because you know when you're going to die, right? You could live life fast and loose. 
Yeah, it's also but... irrelevant because he stayed behind with the horses because it's my time to die. Yeah, and then yeah. he came anyway and he got yeah. crushed in a window. They did say they did say that if he doesn't adhere to like where he's, he's supposed to be when he dies, then full as fuck. Yeah, and yeah, he gets very slowly crushed. Which is which is I I, I wasn't sure if they were suggesting that his punishment for d- defying his known death was getting crushed slowly, or I if don't... he knew that and he had to hang back. To give them a head start. Because he could just come with them, couldn't he, if he was... I don't think they know either. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Uh, he knew, they were all a bit like, oh, mate, you're staying behind because you have to die. Ah, oh, we made friends, didn't we? So I'll oh, see you later then. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. You'll be in the history books if we survive. I don't know. I don't understand the fucking why do the Cyclopses have a backstory that no one else has. But okay. Um, great. Is it is it a problem knowing your own death? I, don't, I guess it's horrible in a way. I mean, it's going to loom over you forever. You also got one eye, and you you know got screwed by this guy. You got got reason to fight the bastard. But there's no you other also cyclops, know, like, if it's a shit death and you know it's coming, that's <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah. If you know your death and you're like, oh, I died a horrible. A sex accident. You can I was going to say, situation. you die with your cock out on a bus. <laughs> You're like, right, I'm going to wear a cod piece forever. <clears throat> Never get on a bus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, if you know your death, it'll be because it's unavoidable. I mean, knowing what your death is will mean you just your death will be specific and unavoidable, won't it? You'll you'll whatever you if you knew what your death was, knowing it will mean. You change your actions, which means you'll just die a different way, which means you'll know that death. I don't know, it's a catch-22, isn't it? You are examining it more than the film does at (laughs) any point. (laughs) I I like the idea that you're sitting back there going, if I don't go to the castle, I won't get squashed to death at the walls, will I? I could just stay here. My death was, I get on the fiery horse things, and I get squashed in the castle. But if I stay, and then he stayed, and he was just hurt, and he was going, oh, it hurts, I better go. I'm gonna go fulfill my fate. Anyway, the fucking witch thing happens, doesn't it? The wise yeah. old man goes, Right, we've lost the seer. We need a completely different way to find this castle. I'll go talk to my ex girlfriend. I can't explain it. Don't worry. I've got to <laughs> suffer suffer on this journey as well, guys. See you in a bit. Side quest climbing some webs. Try not to get eaten by a big spider. Like, he really me? managed to suck all of the drama out of it at every turn. It wasn't that. <laughs> what did you refer to it as, Anthony? <laughs> Just like a crystal maze game. <laughs> Complete yeah, th- with talking to Mumsy at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it is that lack of like flair for filming action, which is weird because the, it's the director of Bullet. Um <laughs> But like, I would him... have loved it if it, if the guy had been right. I have to go to Quest, and it's driving the hills of San Francisco <laughs> yeah. in a car. Um, <laughs> but like, it's like him, like getting through the web is just very. It's an old man going across one. Yeah. Line. Whereas, and the what is a shame is that like the actual interior, like the the I don't know if it's a matte painting or what, but the actual inside of like the lair where the spider is looks really cool when it like pulls out and you see the whole thing. The and I like the right as well. 
Yeah, no, I was going to say, I um, I really like the like egg sack middle bit that the Widow's kept in. And then, yeah, the actual spider itself was surprisingly good. Like, you could tell it wasn't like immaculate stop motion, but the fact that yeah. it was, um, you know, it's a, it's, I don't like spiders. And it, so it was like a gross, like spindly, like it was the type of spider I don't like. Um, like I'm, I'm okay with like big, like meaty ones, like a tarantula. It's the ones that have really like angular, spindly legs and fat bodies that I don't like. So sure. it did, it, it made my skin crawl watching it like move around. If anything, the stop motion made it worse because it added like an unnatural element <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, and speaking of uh, stupid backstories, we get a whole fucking thing with these guys, like. Uh, yeah. What's her name? L- Liza? What's the... the Lissa, princess? and that's the Lissa. same name as the princess. And I was like, right. hey, what? How, what? And then... So the deal is, though, that this old guy, uh, at some point, jilted this woman. Because he had uh, to go on a quest or something. Is this, is this pre-living in a spider's web? But So he was like, ah, oh, I've got duties that I have to do. And she's like, I don't know, a war widow or something. <laughs> but she's like... She, so he abandons the love of his life, because, I don't know, for some reason... And then she has to stay in a yeah. Giant this is her punishment. For, so punishment like for what? Being abandoned? What? No, for killing their child. But she did that because he left, right? I don't yeah. know. What's the spider care? What? What? Any of this? <laughs> it's, it's like a whole I mean, thing where they got like they fucking got a past and a relationship problem, and he sees her still young, and she is like, "Oh, do you see me? You, I can see you, me young, like you see me. That's cool. That's sexy. I'm sexy again." It's such a there's not much of a room to stay in, is it? Just a stool at a fucking table with a yeah. I mean that's. I will say that there is, I think it's the Nimaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a thing like that in myth, so it... that's not entirely out of their own ass. That is also out of mythical ass. Yeah, I thought it. <laughs> I thought it felt very much like a Bundles like it's it's almost like spider. it was. It, it's like there was there was too much to this bit of the film for it to be entirely invented. It, it's all for naught, though, because essentially she goes, ah, right, that's a touching story about some other people. <laughs> oh, well, nice to see you. I guess we could both die. I'll live on in her. You'll just fucking die in a minute. Take, I'll smash the sand, magical sand hourglass. Take the sand, piss off. The spider can't attack you now, apparently. Off you fuck. You could go shout where they have to go to your guys before they die. Done. Okay, thanks for all that shit. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that'll do. So yeah, and he then just we get tells them, after... and they're like, "Oh bummer, you're dead." Again, Obi Wan Kenobi died in Star Wars, therefore this old man has to die in this film. <laughs> um, but. We then get to what I think is my most, uh, oh my god, I'm bored part of the yeah. film. Yeah, it wasn't, so it wasn't just me that found this whole herding of the, ho- what are they called? Fire? Firemen? Fire no, absolutely. It was like the most pointless bit in the whole film. Uh, that could have been easily cut by saying, like, oh, the castle's around the corner, not a thousand miles away. There's, yeah, there's just no but... need... And there's no need for it anyway, and there's certainly no need to have to watch them wrangle horses. Oh, look, guys, some <laughs> giant eagles can carry us the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, You're already taking enough from Lord of the Rings anyway. Yeah, and I get it. It's a really cool idea. Yeah, like, it is having cool. Flaming horses that can like travel the speed of light or whatever. But also, they get like they they got fl- they got flaming. They're really fast, giant horses with flame hooves. But then they're like, actually, this isn't fast enough. Let's just fly. Fuck it. They don't have it... wings or nothing. They just, I guess, they go fast enough to take off. They fly now. Oh, hooves, breeze. Oh, god. So who who's like, like they just find out. Because they know where the castle is, it's literally just our oh, bollocks. We're going to need to wrangle horses because yeah, magic horses is the only thing fast enough. That's they the do idea. get they do get one good shot out of the flaming horses. There's a really really uh, like far back wide shot. Mm. Um, That's of... the good one. I thought one of the good ones was like a bit closer where they actually have the illusion of like scale briefly. No, um, no. The shots of them all actually on the horses with the flames at the bottom of the screen and the blue screens behind them look fucking stupid. So did the far away? I thought the far away ones. No, 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 the really far away one of just like you can see this big like it's a couple of hills, almost like a valley, and there's just like a little streak of fire going through it. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a cool shot. I don't know how they did that. I don't know if they it. just set a strip of land on fire. <laughs> I liked it the first time, and then they leaned on it too much. Again, mm. it, it it just this the whole sequence goes on for so long. Yeah, but it's the bit of the D and D game where you want something cool to happen, and what's cooler than riding a giant fucking horse with flaming hooves? That's badass. Like that, that's fun. That's fun stuff. It's not fun to watch. <laughs> oh, well, it's not fun to watch them chase them into a valley and then slowly try and. You know, yeah, that's the problem, home. is how long it takes to actually get to that. And then, yeah, we have the whole scene with the, the Cyclops saying goodbye, I must stay here, and then changing his mind. Does he, and he also presumably has to find another fucking horse, and then, like, while he, while the rest get a head start. I think they leave him with some... Yeah, there's a few that they don't need. If you change your mind, pop yeah. on down. Also, yeah, so if, it's they... that, if it's that easy to catch... Flaming speed of light horses. Why doesn't everyone have them already? Again, why didn't they just have horse? Yeah, like also, I, Robbie I, Coltrane getting on a horse. Fucking, I think they get a stunt double in for him. It is uh, like there's no way you're hopping up on a massive horse. It is a Clydesdale. They're big horses. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess the reason people don't is because you ride them somewhere, they burn all the crops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just Pretty cause dangerous. a natural disaster everywhere they go. They're, qu- they're good for a quick ride in an emergency, but they're like uh, they require a lot of feeding as well. They eat the souls of virgins. Or something. <laughs> it does. Like again, I think it's one of those things where like it's just a, it's a it's another film that almost feels like the script was a first draft, um, and they were like workshopping it as they made it because yeah. like. This, you, this could and should have been done much earlier. They just to just copied, cut they, it from this bit. They copied a copied and pasted a, a document that was called "Good Ideas for a Video Game," <laughs> and they they just put it. In, yeah, that's it. Just film that. That's fine. There was yeah, there was a video game that came out like concurrently with this, like a, no. a nineteen eighty three tie in video game. Don't talk shit. No, there was. So. But it wouldn't have been like as good as Skyrim or something then. It would have been uh, real, real ropey shit. Oh yeah, eighty three. It would have been pixels shooting at each other. 
God, what would it even look like? Um, but yeah, they ride to the fortress, and then they fuck it up. How do they get in? There's a few marksman uh, slayers shooting at them with their laser snipers through the. Yeah, I always think they the just castle. fight their way in. Robbie Coltrane uh, gets uh, the world is not enough. <laughs> they achieve nothing whenever <laughs> the Cyclops isn't there. They didn't need the prince. Didn't need any of those other guys. He needed the Cyclops and no one else. He was an MVP. Yeah. Well, they did need someone. The Cyclops again. He didn't save the se- Seeker, and then they therefore they the seer, need the wise mean. the Seer. Oh, sorry. Uh, the seer he died, and then also that required them to see the the my evil um, my evil witch girlfriend, um, spider captor. I don't know uh, my witch ex, my spider witch girlfriend, ex girlfriend, spider. Yeah, they so that there was other people who needed to do stuff. It wasn't just him, but he was the MVP. Abby, I agree with you. And therefore, also, he's a kind of like it's like killing Chewbacca. You can't kill Chewbacca. You can't kill the Cyclops. He can't fucking get squished. He was the he was heroic all the way through. He didn't need asking twice. You know, he was a nice guy, <laughs> and he held the door open. Classic. Everyone can get in through the one door and just get lost in the corridors. I was I was surprised that the film. I wasn't surprised the film killed him off because I did. I figured that was going to happen even without the whole conceit of you know them knowing when they're yeah, supposed I mean, to they, die. They telegraphed that that was going to happen yeah. in the film. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't expecting him to have the most horrible death of the film, and it's really slow. Like, it's really unpleasant and slow. Yeah, I mean, he's probably as bad as getting suffocated in sand, right? I don't know because he's crushed and he's not. It's not like he's squashed quickly. He's like pressed like a <laughs> fucking orange. Yeah, I guess juiced cyclops. I don't know he's fucked anyway. Who's <laughs> left? A few. A few of the chaps are left. Um, two of them fall through the floor. The boy and uh, the magician. And, yeah, and some the- of them are <laughs> stuck in a corridor with spiky uh, walls. Yeah, talk. Talk will. Uh, uh, thing from EastEnders and um, <laughs> and a and a guy who now has a name, uh, which drops, I've forgotten. Drops dagger and tries to get it back, and that's his mistake. Guy. Actually, he possibly also maybe his death is more. Oh, no, the crushing is worse. Um, but <laughs> his is pretty bad. He gets very slowly stabbed through the stomach with a big spike. Yeah, the others in that room just are kind of awkwardly kept against the wall and it hurts. Yeah, just like moved in the right way that they're like, ah, ah, ow. Awkward. (laughs) So Ergo gets to do something cool for a bit and turn into uh, a tiger, Beastmaster style. Why didn't the Slayers just shoot the tiger, though? Well, they tried, but they're wily. Impervious? It got his arm, his paw, arm, paw, I don't know. He got injured, murdering. these baddies as a, as a massive cat. That's cool I, as well. I felt bad for the kid having to act with an actual tiger in this. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrifying concept for a presumably 10 or 11 year old child to do. Or awesome. May, uh, maybe. Well, this is, I don't know. If Tiger King has taught us anything, the lovely, playful animals until they want to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> 
they lull you into a cell. The years they're friends with you, and then they're like, "Get your food today." <laughs> yeah, and then you feed them some pizza with some rotten meat on it, and what happens? <laughs> you go to prison, and you run for president <laughs> from there. <laughs> um, yeah, what's the upshot, Abby? I think you already explained. Is it that he throws the special? What's it called? First, he uses it as a drill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suppose power saw would be more accurate. Yeah, and he just stands there for ages while it spins and I carves thought... an unnecessarily large, jagged hole yeah, in a the... wall that looks like a tooth. I thought for a for a second, but I was like, "There's no way they're going to do this." But I thought it was going to cut out the shape of him to get to walk <laughs> through. Um, the I feel kind of bad for um. Colwyn, uh, like Ken Marshall, the actual the actor, because there are so many times from this point in the film on where he has to like pretend he's watching the glaive like do its thing at a distance and just like make Hold various and just yeah, vibe, and, yeah, <laughs> just make expressions like he's going oh ah oh. Uh, 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 I do want to oh. give him credit actually <laughs> when the glade didn't come back to him and he had that expression of um uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has yeah. to do a lot of like face acting with nothing to act against so we see what the beast looks like and it's a sort of massive black yeah we've seen monster man with a big head and red we've... teeth yeah red we've eyes. seen like bits and pieces at times, but yeah, now we get to see the full thing and it's like... Just an ugly pop vinyl doll. <laughs> they, they made the error. It's like, no, don't ever show your monster fully. Oh, yeah. The, like, and to an extent, I maybe I'm, I feel like I'm going to be the only one here. To an extent, I think the design's okay. I like I'm just, the... I'm trying to imagine the marriage. <laughs> and then I, the... the I've like... been trying not to. They get married and then what? They they cons they consummate the marriage. And well, what, he says what... he can take any form. Oh, right. So takes... she. So she. Oh, oh yeah, because he offers you can fuck uh, Eddie Vedder if you like. <laughs> and With then... those horrible red bloodshot eyes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, turn the lights off. So that's all right. That's kind of all right. That's something going for the beast. Is he can be like maybe I can have two dicks. So about that? And that could, you know, different, <laughs> different, different days, different people. Depending yeah. on your mood. Variety. Variety is the spice of life, isn't it? The spice melange of life. He's <laughs> oh, that's uh I Freddie Jones in here, the old man. He was also in uh Dune previous episode of an off also really strange, messy fantasy sci-fi. Mm. Love it. Kind of more entertaining than this. Not necessarily better, but yeah. More colourful. Um, anyway, the the magic uh, fidget spinner takes out the bad guy, but gets stuck, but also doesn't finish the is, job. Yeah, this is the bit where I got really annoyed because I was like, "Well, what the fuck was the point then?" <laughs> because it just it doesn't kill him. He also has to go back and fetch it. He's like, "Oh, I guess I'm going into the corpse room to pull it out or something." No, but right, the right there's the room <laughs> inside the rows of teeth. They're in there, uh, Colwyn and the princess. The thing is on the outside and giant. And then when he goes to get the glaive, it's suddenly inside the room and tiny. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's kind both. of. I don't know how much of it is, and again, I I don't necessarily think they know either. But I don't know how much of it is supposed to be that, like, the beast is able to, because he can change forms. Presumably, he can change size. He can create illusions. He can like. It's got the classic problem of you kill the bad guy and you destroy the castle. Oh shit! We have to escape the castle now. Right. So Although he that seems did to power destroy the itself up. I like that. I was gonna. Uh, oh, that it was took something forever was... when the castle was crumbling up. It did, but it was. It, I I appreciated that it was something a little bit different and, and fantastical. Like, it, yeah, it's something imaginative. I also, speaking of horrible deaths, I always appreciate a good uh, drawn out agonizing death for a villain. Um, I like that he just fucking burns and screams for ages. It really, really goes on for a long time. Also, yeah, they, now I'm they, thinking about it, the yeah. beast didn't really do that much. Well, he invaded no. somewhere. Yeah, but they only talk about that. You don't see anything. You don't actually they see him. They say the that it destroyed an army of 300, but you see dog shit of it all. Yeah, five well, men they... turn up and go, oh no, the other 300 are all dead. We had a big red wedding where everyone gets killed. I mean, he sent his men. I mean, you know, what do you want? Fucking hell. Like, I mean, another it's... hour and a half of this film just showing me. Well, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? It's like overall the film, it's like they, it's like it prioritizes the wrong things. Well, like... well, it, it includes loads of classic things from fantasy movies. It's just, <laughs> it just, it just, they're sort of boring. <laughs> it largely does it by just telling you they're there. And showing you three of them, <laughs> like, I suppose. Well, well, basically, they go, "Oh fuck, this beast isn't dead. What do we need to do?" I don't know. Something about love. Something about marriage and firepower. Yeah, we should hold hands and then transfer the fa- firepower. And now I've got amazing necromancer, uh, uh, necroman- uh, pyromancer powers. The implication here, I think, the, the, the symbolism is that they cucked the beast to death. <laughs> Did they also do, like, a similar thing to Captain Planet? Well, there was a fire kid in that, wasn't well, there? Cuck him. No, I have this thing. I have this thing, and together oh. we're Captain Planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the kids that he uh, grooms, they all have, <laughs> um, they all have like different elemental powers, and they yeah. But this is much more basic. This is just like one of those powers. This is yeah. This is just woman and man equals fire. <laughs> um, well, they also boringly flamethrower their way out of the hole. Um, if only they'd finished the marriage, then he could have flamethrowed his way in as well. Although he wouldn't need to be there if he had his wife. I think they have to be together. Uh, yeah, the power of love. Doo-doo, Maybe doo-doo, I don't know. Doo-doo. Again, it's so vague. It's so fucking Dance just into the fire. <laughs> um. Anyway, the few remaining dickheads left all have to flee, and they get out through the hole that they burn in the wall of the castle as it crumbles upwards. Um, I just realised who Alan Armstrong reminds me of in this game, in this movie, but it might be too specific. Okay. Hit me. Um, he, I don't remember how many others in here, or is it just me that have played through played the Third Witcher game? No. Nope. Oh, he looks like one of the other witches in that game called Lambert. Okay. Well, Anyone who has it. played the game, they'd be like, "Damn right." And yeah. seen Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who Alan Armstrong is. Well, 
Oh, he's turned up a lot of the pods recently, isn't he? Yeah, the, I keep thinking of the snooker film we did. And he's um, in uh, that one with, uh, with like a cop in uh, that fucking one with a monster alien in. Split second. Yeah. He's the one giving a route to a corridor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, even when we did that one, I was just thinking of the snooker film. <laughs> well, that's, it, ne- it, that's left an indelible impression on me, that film has. It was I'm weird. sorry? It's kind of good. <laughs> but these pricks are all left in a big meadow at the end to watch the thing crumble. And then Alan, what's his character's name? Torquil. Torquil is like given the key that proves, oh, you have the key to, like, apparently prisoners uh, over Skip still have sha- shackle- shackles. Not shackles, that's money. Uh, they still have, they still, they have handcuffs on. Well, presumably he busted out and couldn't get the actual yeah. cuffs off. But there's the, the the king and one other guy has the his key. master at arms. Right. So yeah. that proves the prince is who is the is the current king. No, no, he has the key, he, right? No, he's he's implying that Torquil's going to be his master of arms because he gives him the key. But also, you can let yourself out. And he's like, I think I'll keep them as a reminder of this traumatic. I mean, you can adventure. still take them off. <laughs> yeah, it must be a pain in the ass, right? But yeah, I think he's yeah he's making Torquil his master at arms. There's only about four of them left, isn't there? Yeah, like I said, there's seven people who live on the planet Cross. <laughs> I know. We'll run and now these ones are all trauma bonded together for the rest exactly. of the Exactly. We have to go on a quest to tell all of Liam Mason's wives he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, get, I, get, I don't know. They walk a long way in a big meadow until they find some other people who are like, oh, where, we weren't involved in this adventure. Thanks where for are they, us. though? Because they got on those horses and ran for, like, a thousand miles or whatever. How are they... Yeah, they, they, they ran to the Iron Desert or whatever it was called, and then that the building teleported while they were in it to somewhere else. Yeah, where the fuck are they now? Somewhere and convenient. all of their stuff is still with the horses that are fucked yeah. where they are now. <laughs> They're just... That's the second adventure, is getting back from where they are. I don't know. Um... It don't matter. It doesn't save the, the day. Credits, the credits roll. James Horner's music plays. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Anthony? I, I'm honestly surprised you hadn't seen this before. It feels like you would have been in your wheelhouse. But what did you think now that you've uh, caught up with it and filled in that blank? There's there's definitely stuff I like in there. There, there are definitely moments that I, that I, I, I kind of enjoyed, and, and like, it's, it's good with like, it's directed well enough, like it's got some decent cinematography, um, when it wants to, when <laughs> sometimes it doesn't, like, it, like the director isn't just plonking people in, in down. He's thinking about the blocking and camera movements, and there's some nicely framed shots all the way through, and it's, it's fairly dynamic, um. And and there and like like Abby said before, like there's lots of ideas here that are really kind of good and cool if fully realised. But like the film can't even even with the budget that it has, it's still like a 1980s fantasy film, and yeah. like they they just they're just not equipped to do it right yet. We're just and, pre like, Lord of the Rings. They haven't figured it like, out. Twenty years. Yeah. I think part of it is it doesn't feel like it commits to any one particular thing either. It's just sort of throwing it all in. Yeah, and then and then it's just it gets a, a little bit too tropey at points where it's just like 
like this is what happens in fantasy films. Yeah. Like, uh, there's, there's prophecies and people have to do things alone because fate tells yeah. them to yeah. and, and stuff like that. So it's 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 unfortunately very ropey as a film. Like I appreciate it. Like I'm I'm glad that they they tried a, a bigger budget fantasy film in the eighties, mm. and I'm I'm happy that it exists. But it's it's not it's not quite there for me. Yeah, it's lacking in lots of key areas like motivation, uh, sense, <laughs> logic, and storytelling. <laughs> yeah, um, conflict. I think that was something you pointed out, Jamie. It lacks internal conflict within the band of adventurers. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a lot of bands other... either, do they? Other than Gooseberry jokes and the odd thing they say to each other, they don't have a, yeah. a sort of chemistry. It's it um, it's weird because like thinking about um. Like it's one of those films that makes you or makes me realize how good something like Star Wars is, which came out a few years before, and why you know that became what it became for better or worse at this point. Mm. Um, but like that, that film, like that first Star Wars film from 77 in a vacuum, just in and of itself, yeah. Is is a really good film because it came from someone having a, a a bunch of ideas that had to be whittled down into a really focused story. But it had that like, Im- like it had that all all that world building in the back of you know George Lucas's mind um, mm-hmm. that was helping him sort of give the characters in it different motivations and different roles. And it was, in, you know, he was bringing in inspiration from like in Kurosawa and all that other stuff, Western influences. And um, that's what really gives what could just be a very sort of ropey, typical kind of fantasy thing, some kind of like spark. Whereas mm. this seems like it's more it's not necessarily coming from some a, a place of like creative passion it's more of a well what can we do with this idea and this idea can we kind of stick these together and what is like what's the stuff what is, nerds like nerds like all yeah. this sort of shit don't they and like it, fe- I, it feels like oh this is the sort of film people who are like what's all this sci-fi and fantasy Oh, what's this fantasy movie stuff about? They see this and go, "Oh yeah, it's shit." Losers are into this stuff. <laughs> like a mainstream audience it's... would struggle to engage with this. I don't think it's quite as cynical as I'm maybe making it out to be. I do think that, like, it's it's not a. It doesn't feel like a film nobody wanted to make, but it oh. feels like it. It isn't a film that came from a like Actually. spark of inspiration of someone being like, oh, "I have have this idea and I really want to turn it into something." Yeah. Um, just... It's let's, it's just more of a let's make let's let's try and make a, a fantasy sci-fi mashup, yeah. and then just kind of throw in bits and pieces in mm. where they can. Or even Lord of the Rings is another good example. Like, yeah, that was a pre-existing text, but you can tell in Peter Jackson's films, like his his adaptation comes from somewhere of like a really deep appreciation of the books. Sure. Um, whereas this doesn't have that underpinning. So it's all just kind of stuff happening, and then yeah. it until it doesn't, and then the credits come. Um, but well, yeah, uh, more like dull. Am oh I right, guys? God, got him. Um, but yeah, it, but it's also not completely terrible. Like I, no. I do feel like if there's, 
like there's the, yeah there's little bits and pieces in there that are like oh that's cool i wish they'd gone like done more with that or gone more in that yeah. direction or focused on this a little bit more and made it something more interesting yeah hmm. abby what about yourself yeah, it's just so disappointing because mm. it's so close, but then so critically far away. Yeah. It's like you're going through character sheets of a, a mediocre game of D&D and going, oh, well, this guy's interesting. Maybe put this in a story, this Cyclops aside. And, uh, oh, these ideas, these MacGuffins are quite fun. We'll use those. Like all the little parts of there and can be played with differently. They might work. But uh, as is, this is a fairly bog-standard, trope-heavy, vanilla, baby-face adventure. I feel like this could be, like, um, we were talking about the the games that came out concurrently with the film mm. in the early 80s. But I, f- I feel like this could be a good, like, sort of mid-tier RPG uh, game now if someone went to the, like, the film as, like, source material and, like, built their own thing out of it. And turned it into like uh, yeah. some sort of like openish world kind of thing because it has enough. You could be fighting slayers all day. It would make a good. You got you got you know hours worth of character development. You could put in a video game as well. Like you got yeah. the time to explore the world and have proper. The glaive would be a good uh, weapon, like, weapon to, to have. Use. Yeah, yeah. It definitely would make a better video game. Weirdly, one of the few times a film would make a better video game rather than all the video games that make terrible films. So if anyone's out there. Crawl, turn it into a video game and we'll have a go. <laughs> make it good, though. Don't make it boring. Take all the good things like flaming horses and uh, fucking badass cyclopses and magic animal powers and shit. I like that the, the film is so powerfully mediocre that even me, like, fan- fantasy pitching a video game, I still said, but it would still have to be mid-tier. Like yeah, it, can, oh yeah. it can't be, it can't be like a fucking triple A, you know, like Legend of Zelda, <laughs> uh, Witcher Three, Final Fantasy level. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe if the first one's a hit. Anyway, we, we want crediting if that happens, which seems unlikely. Oh yeah, cop copyright. Uh, quick, write write this idea down and post it to yourself. Although it is that thing of, um, you know. You don't take a good film and turn it into a video game. You take a shit film and turn it into a good video game because you can improve then. You don't remake stuff that's already good. So start bad and make better. That's that's the better way to do it. And back in the nineties, it was the thing to do was to be a take a mediocre film and make an even worse video game out of it. I think I mentioned the Batman Forever Super Nintendo game whenever we did that episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, enough about Krell. Uh, let's sink it into the sand. No, let's get, let's collapse forever. into the colla- crumble up into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm leaving my shackles on so I remember Krell. Um, I won't be undoing them anytime soon. Uh, but join us again for another chat about another film. Toodly pips. Toodly pips. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>